Hello, welcome to Gentlemen Don't Get Caught, a podcast about the musical R.E.M. I'm Lynn, and with me is my friend... Ali. Hello, welcome. Greetings. As we talk about Leave, track six on New Adventures in Hi-Fi. Nearly said, automatic for the people for some reason. <laughs> They've both got predominantly grey covers. That is, that is tricksy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shouldn't be allowed to do that. Nope, nope. Oh, it's, and it's certainly not like this close together. No. Exactly. Yeah. I used up all the colours on the Monster album. That was... Yeah, I mean, it's mostly only one colour, but it is a lot yeah. of that colour. It's true. Uh, what are we talking about? Leave. Leave. We are. Leave. Is that how it goes? Uh, it's kind of how it went in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's unkind. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite a track yes for for it's it's more like two tracks yeah it's <laughs> the first one is only a minute long it's, but yeah it's yeah it's two tracks worth of runtime because it's a <laughs> seven minute plus leviathan that's right and i know last episode you said oh you're moaning about this one being too long i bet you won't like the next one then I love this song. You love this song? Great. Okay, well, let's dig into what it is that you love about this. This is pretty good, isn't it? That's my insight. That's why people listen to this. <laughs> I like it. So the song is massive and gargantuan, so you're just going to be as concise as it's possible to be. Exactly. got to reflect it back or something, whatever. Um, yeah, I like the weird fake intro for a different song. Well... <laughs> It's it's the same it's the same melody like on the guitar. Yeah. It's the do 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 do. Except that was way more upbeat than it actually is on. Yeah, the... that sounded like a very elaborate doorbell. <laughs> yeah, and so much for my oh yeah, I don't hum things. Or... <laughs> it is Just... the same melody, and it's very ponderous, and I think. So it's obviously it's an acoustic guitar. Yeah. It's just the simplest me- like melody. And then there's I don't know whether it's an organ or an accordion kind of like wheezing in the background. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it does that for about a minute. Very slow and ponderous. And then suddenly, like you said, it's a very different thing that it is now all of a sudden, although the melody is still the same. Yes. I have a question. What's that? Is this song a proto-new metal ballad? There's no rap in it. Can it be no, new metal if there's no rap? That's that's why it's proto, because it doesn't have everything about new metal. Okay. You're not convinced. Uh, that's that an interesting theory. Why do, you, why do you say that? Is it that it's just a lot? It's I, a lot. I think the fact that it's a lot, and there's something about like that lead guitar tone that... Mm-hmm. It's very sort of like over overwrought. Yeah, that's probably fair. It's odd. It's like the song, sort of like, is kind of poppy, but then it's like, no, no, this is too poppy. How do we make it less poppy? I know, sirens. A persistent <laughs> siren. Yeah. It's so committed to that siren. Like, if it were me, I would, like, 
maybe have that in for the verses and then like fade it out for the for the chorus but it's like nope we're just going wow 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 for the whole song <laughs> yeah it's pretty great <laughs> <laughs> is this because you're a physicist and you like waveforms um mate i just like a bit of droning <laughs> um i think it's fun yeah i don't know Okay, so sometimes you build a letter feels like, oh, it's maybe a bit long. It's like it kind of wants to be, it's sort of like country feedback but I think country feedback is a bit better. Um, I think it's a little more concise. I think it's a little less rambly. I think it just sort of is itself, maybe. Okay. Um, and I think this is a bit, I don't know, like this is sort of also itself in a like crazy way. Yeah, it's... I mean, I guess I I said it was proto new metal, but it's also kind of emo-y or like like a stereo, like a kind of crude stereotype of like what mean people like me would say emo was (laughs) at school and be kind of sniffy about it. Like, whereas the last one has some kind of like, it feels like some ironic distance mm-hmm. mixed in with the sincerity. This feels like it's just totally going for the like overwroughtness, but yeah. in, but in a good way. It's just like like if this just randomly came on the radio, I don't know if I would even like identify the vocals as being Michael Stipe because okay. he doesn't sound very Stipey. I don't know whether I agree with that really. I kind of see where you're coming from. I just don't. I don't feel like maybe that distance is as large as. Yeah, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. It's just like because he's done plaintive a lot, but I don't know whether he's just singing in a slightly different register. I don't know how to say it without make like making it sound kind of like uncomplimentary, but it it's. Yeah, it's there's just something like slightly more like pop ballad vocal about the vocals than normal. <laughs> and I'm really struggling to pin it down. But I sort of admire this song for its lack of restraint. Yes. I think me too. I think that's part of the reason that I like it. Whereas like uh undertow, it's kinda like Actually, that could have done with being like a minute, minute and a half shorter. This is this is like, if you're going to make a song over five minutes, you might as well make it seven minutes. <laughs> yes. There's something like kind of over the top. And I don't know, because it is kind of repetitive, but there's enough mm-hmm. energy that it gets away with it. And the fact that the, and the, and the fact that the, like the first... The first minute of the runtime is a completely different tempo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you've talked me round on this one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I love it as much as you do, but that's I fair enough. Do really like that it's it's not it's not one where you can kind of like trace its origins. Like you were saying, Ebo the letter feels like a a kind of a, pale, a slightly pale imitation of of country feedback and undertow feels a bit like a monster off cut. This is just like, nope, this doesn't obviously fit anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember even going back 
like to some of their 80s albums there would just be like the odd song where just like where did that come from like i'm i'm trying to remember the one that's sort of vaguely like mariachi band ish on uh life's rich pageant and it's just like oh yeah what <laughs> so i <laughs> so i like this is doesn't sound anything like that but i do like it for being like huh this is them trying a different thing <laughs> and i think making it work but yeah i would be interested to know whether 2000s emo and or new metal bands like this song at all or whether i'm just seeing something that is completely not there <laughs> i think it's a coincidence but it just okay. it does feel like you could put it on like a lincoln park album and go this is a lincoln park song <laughs> except without the rapping okay yeah that's fair okay cool we should say something about the lyrics we haven't done that yes we should i don't think the lyrics are as strong perhaps as the music um i think they're fine and the lyrics are fine they are very much lending themselves to the emo-ish interpretation yeah, like they are lost myself in sorrow lost myself in pain lost myself mm-hmm. in gravity sorrow pain Heart- oh heartache calling me it's it's all very emo I can see why I, <laughs> why I came to this. It is, yes. It is absolutely very emo. Oh, and then it gets a bit, like, suicidal at the end. Like, there's a line, I'll walk into the sea, and then the next line is, shoot myself in a different place. I'm like, oh, wow, that took a dark turn. I mean, <laughs> then again, just supports my new metal slash emo interpretation it does yeah it's absolutely um a sort of emo ballad i don't know when when was when was emo ali like i want to say there were bands that were called emo in like the late 80s all the way through the 90s but it was kind of like a underground slash like limited to some places in the US kind of thing. Yeah, more sort of like post kind of sort of post goth post grunge yeah. or like grunge-esque goth emo. Yeah. I don't know. I'm talking <laughs> of things I don't know much about. And then I think by the time it was the 2000s it was just like a certain kind of guitarish very emotional like mm-hmm. I want to say it was like original emo was like punkier okay whereas i guess like two like the kind of emo that was popular in the uk in the 2000s was like it did have guitars but it was less punky although Mm -hmm. i think the clothes were still very that sort of aesthetic also the emo fringe do you remember that what do you mean it was like or emo like bangs it was the it was like oh yes like not that many people ha- had it, but the people who had it, it was so like, okay, well, this is going to be popular for like about a year and then will never be popular again. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it was just like the very, very like sort of like black dyed hair that was like swept mm-hmm. one side and then maybe like a streak of blue or purple. And I think it's due for a comeback, I'll be honest. <laughs> it has been a while. 
It did, well, exactly. The, you know, that's how fashion work, works. Work and education. You see these youngsters, by which I mean people that are like 16, 17, wearing things <laughs> that I'm like, everyone's wearing stuff that people wore when I was at school. Yeah, that is odd. <laughs> which is weird. And then, yeah, so I guess give it another give it another five or ten years and uh, yeah. be back, I reckon. It is weird that it seems to be only cycling through like a sort of 20, 30 year year maybe 20 30 40 50 like it's not like it ever cycles back to like late 1700s like people aren't wearing like no they're like cycles but the cycles within a fairly short span yeah. of time although weirdly i guess in the early 80s there was sort of the new romantics that kind of did a bit that's of true that sort of like all right i take it all back someone's gonna it's gonna gonna have some much older styles come back next yeah what we want is like Tudor, Tudor like giant ruffs. Yeah, or everyone's going to look like Puritans in like Dutch <laughs> paintings yeah. from that time, and everyone's just wearing black with big ruffs and and looks miserable. <laughs> and those and those yeah, very tall hats with wide brims. Yes, tall hats. <laughs> Where is that? Which will be sad because then you know hopefully COVID will be much less of an issue and you get to go to gigs again, and then everyone's wearing massive hats. <laughs> That would be very annoying. <laughs> that that would be a great a great subgenre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what would we call it? Puritan hatcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what musical style this is. Um, it's it's it, yeah, it has a very a very Spartan aesthetic. It does yeah, it's like very, it's very like Spartan you have indeed. a you have a guitar, but you're only allowed to have two strings on it because three strings would be an extravagance. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. We'll be back next time with whatever track is after leave. What track's on the leave? Departure. Oh, How yes. did you not remember that? I don't know. I know. It makes so much sense every time I look at it. I'm like, oh, leave and departure. They're next to each other on the album. I get it. And they're in the middle of the album, not at the end, just to be like, ha! Ha, REM listeners. Oh, quite. Oh. What's going on with me? Anyway, I apologise. Uh, <laughs> please it's join us next time. time for us to go. <laughs> to depart. Yeah. Bye. It is. Bye. Turn on narrator. Toggle switch. On. GDGCpodcast at gmail.com Not getting any more disciplined as we go along with this.